Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy and in today's video we're going to be talking about the zero running back draft strategy for fantasy football in 2021 and then I'm going to be doing a mock draft using that strategy and talking about my decision making during the draft. We are going to be doing it here on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard up against the computer using Yahoo pre-draft rankings. Now I know most of you guys would prefer if I drafted up against real people but for the sake of actually understanding how to draft in a zero running back draft strategy I actually think it's best to do it up against the computer so I have a longer amount of time to discuss each pick and my thought process behind it but before we get on into this zero running back draft strategy video I'd like to ask if you do end up enjoying today's video to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below if you are new to the channel because not only is it free I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championships and while you're down there whether you are new to my YouTube channel or not please make sure that you hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video. And if you guys want to help me out a ton, please make sure to check the link in the, the description or the link in the pinned comment to my articles on Osmo.com. I post articles every single day on there about fantasy football. So please make sure that you check them out. It would help me out a ton. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first, we're going to have to explain what the zero running back strategy is and why people end up doing it. So the zero running back strategy is basically drafting the first four or five rounds of your draft, sometimes even longer. But to me, I think it's a little bit crazy to go longer than four or five rounds of drafting zero running backs. You draft the wide receivers, the tight ends, maybe even a quarterback in that four or five round range at the beginning of your draft. And then after that, you enter a full on running back assault where you just draft 6,000 other running backs at those spots to try to make sure that you can hit on two of those running backs. So you're going to draft a lot of running backs later on in the draft. But at the beginning, you're focusing in on those wide receivers and potentially a tight end and in some cases a quarterback. I'm not personally someone who likes to draft a quarterback early, but if you are doing this strategy, that could be something that you do. Now, the reason why you do a zero running back draft strategy is when the value doesn't fall to you at the running back position. Say you're at the number 10 pick and you don't like the Antonio Gibson who's available you don't like the Austin Eckler who's available would I tell you that I don't like those players no I do but if you don't like those players and you want to be ultra super duper safe because wide receivers early on tight ends early on quarterbacks early on their bust rate is significantly lower than a running back so the strategy and the thought behind this is to just keep it safe early on draft all these upside wide receivers early on in the draft that are very very safe and then later on you're taking a thousand high upside shots on the running back position and if you land and two, three of those shots, then your team is going to instantly skyrocket to the top. Am I someone that typically does this strategy? No, because I like to load up on running backs early. But it is certainly a fine strategy to do, and any real kind of strategy can win you your fantasy football draft. Now, the biggest point of this video that I want to make, and I want to make it clear right now, is that you should not be entering your draft with any given strategy. Your strategy to go in there should just be to, to draft the best player available every time you're making your selection and to let the draft fall to you. Not to go out there and say, man, oh man, I need to not draft a running back in the first four or five rounds. If that's how the draft falls to you, then go ahead and do it. But in this video, obviously I am going to be forcing myself to utilize this strategy so that you guys can see how my team would end up looking if I end up doing this. So the roster positions of this draft are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, flex, defense, kicker, and six bench spots. This strategy is even better in a three wide receiver league or in a two flex league where you could be starting two wide or four wide receivers, I should be saying, at 
all time. So let's get on into it again. We're drafting up against Yahoo's pre-draft ranking. So it's going to be more like we're drafting on Yahoo, but it is up against the computer. Sitting at the number 10 spot is one of the more ideal spots inside of a 12-team league to be using this zero running back strategy. I think if you're anywhere inside the top five, six, seven, maybe even eight picks. There is no way in hell that I'm going to try to do this strategy because in the first eight picks, in my opinion, you should be looking to draft a running back. Here is when things kind of start to switch up and you could draft a wide receiver or a tight end. So looking at the draft board to begin the draft, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Nick Chubb. Typically through the first eight picks of the draft, a majority of time, you're not even going to be seeing any non-running backs come off the board. Obviously, we see Tyreek Hill come off the board at the 106. I think soon enough, we're going to start seeing people wisen up a little and start taking Devontae Adams as the first wide receiver off the board, but that's just my opinion. Some people still have Tyreek Hill or Stefan Diggs ranked above him. So looking at the draft board right now, we're not looking at running backs, but the running backs that would still be available right now are Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson. Now, this is if this is my normal draft and I'm just not doing zero running back strategy, I'm taking Aaron Jones here and laughing directly to the fucking bank because Aaron Jones has the potential to be a top five running back in fantasy football. He could be worthy of a top five pick overall in fantasy football and he's falling to me at the 110. I love this Green Bay offense but since we're not doing that we're doing the zero running back strategy. I'm going to go ahead here and take my number one wide receiver off the board and that is going to be Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. I believe he should be the number one wide receiver off the board because of how much of a target share this guy has in this offense. They will bring in Randall Cobb. They bring in all these other fucking players but it does not matter at all because Devontae Adams is the clear alpha on this team. He could get 30 plus percent of the target share in this offense yet again, and I would not be surprised at all. This guy scores a million touchdowns, gets a million yards, regardless of who's covering him. He beats them every single time, and Aaron Rodgers throws the ball his way so much during the game. This guy is ultra safe, and he's probably going to finish as the wide receiver number one again, as long as he doesn't end up getting hurt. And last year, we saw him miss a few games. He missed two games, and he was still the number one overall wide receiver in fantasy football. If this guy plays 15, 16, or 17 games, he's probably going to finish as the number one guy, if not inside of these top five. So there's so much safety with Devontae Adams, so I'll happily take him here at the 110. Now, hopefully a couple running backs go so that we can go ahead and select another wide receiver that I'm super confident with here inside of the second round. After Adams comes Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Antonio Gibson. Had Travis Kelsey not have came off the board at the beginning of the second round, he would have been my pick 100% of the time at this draft selection because I believe that while in a 12-team league, the positional advantage to me isn't as strong with drafting a tight end early as it is in an 8- or a 10-team league, but to me, he is just such a super safe pick inside of the late first or the early second round. I'm kind of disappointed that he did not end up falling to me, so we can't get that guaranteed edge at the tight end position where if he's not the number one guy and he stays healthy he'll probably be the number two guy so there's a lot of consistency and safety that comes with Travis Kelsey but here we are going to lean wide receiver and I know that my pick here is probably going to make some people mad because a lot of people have DeAndre Hopkins ranked above Calvin Ridley and to be honest with you I don't really see that inside of the red zone the Arizona Cardinals really do like to run the ball a whole lot and it would make sense because their quarterback is one of the stronger rushing quarterbacks in the NFL in Kyle 
Kyler Murray. The Atlanta Falcons look to pass the ball all the fucking time because their defense sucks ass, so Matt Ryan's going to have to be probably getting Tommy John surgery at the end of this season with how many times he is going to be throwing the ball game in and game out. With Julio Jones gone, the door opens up even further for an excellent season out of Calvin Ridley. I think outside of those top three wide receivers of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs, the best chance for someone outside of that top three to finish as the number one overall guy is going to be Calvin Ridley because he is going to be sprinkled heavily with targets. So here I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley at the beginning of the second round. I know some people would lean DeAndre Hopkins. He's my wide receiver five. So I'm going to go with my rankings and draft Calvin Ridley. But if you took DeAndre Hopkins there, I would not judge you at all. My normal pick would be Austin Eckler because having Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler on this team would have been beautiful. But hey, that's not what we're doing in this video. So we're going to go ahead and take Ridley here inside of the second round. And then there's going to be a while until we get to go ahead and pick in the third round. But hopefully there is still some solid value at the running back position inside of the fifth round-ish here, depending on what the running backs look like, is kind of how I will determine when I'm going to take my first running back off the board. So after we went ahead and drafted Calvin Ridley, came Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Hopkins, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, David Montgomery, Darren Waller, C.D. Lamb, George Kittle, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin, and Patty Mahomes. I am very disappointed right now that Darren Waller did not fall our way. I would say that there was probably a very low chance that it would end up happening because right now, Darren Waller is slowly creeping up to be a end of the second round pick at this point because a lot of people are seeing the clarity that comes with drafting Darren Waller over George Kittle because Darren Waller is on a team where he could likely finish and probably will finish as the number one target on that team and is the only tight end that is going to compete with Travis Kelsey to become the number one overall tight end at the end of the year. George Kittle is a tight end that I'm kind of putting a full-on fade mark on at this point in my drafts where I'm just not going to take him inside of the third round. I'd much rather wait a couple more rounds and draft a guy like TJ Hawkinson who has a whole ton of upside where I don't feel super locked in with George Kittle. I understand that George Kittle is a great tight end, but with his injury concerns and with the fact that they might switch up the quarterback, I'm not sure that going from Jimmy G to Trey Lance is a positive thing for George Kittle. I think for the team, it is certainly positive because it makes the offense much more dynamic having a running quarterback like Trey Lance, but for George Kittle, where Jimmy Garoppolo loves throwing the ball to George Kittle, I'm not too sure that it's on a same playing ground here with Jimmy Garoppolo in the game versus Trey Lance, so I'm definitely pretty nervous about George Kittle. Pat Mahomes, first quarterback off the board, could really go anywhere inside of the first five rounds of your draft. If he goes at the top of the first round, don't be surprised at all. If he goes all the way down the fourth or fifth round, don't be surprised either because it's really just based upon how your league values the quarterback position. So obviously right here inside the third round, while I do like TJ Hawkinson, I'm not reaching up and picking him here. We are going to go ahead and go wide receiver with this pick here. Looking at the board, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Julio, Jones, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, all available. To me, I really like Julio, I really like Amari, and I really like Robert Woods with this pick. Robert Woods is ranked the highest on my board, so that's who I'm going to go ahead and select at this pick with Matthew Stafford as the starting quarterback now for Robert Woods. I think that his ceiling has increased immensely. Even with Jared Goff, who is by all you know, kind of all the words you could use to describe Jared Goff, none of them are great, amazing, fantastic. Those are all words you can use to define Matthew Stafford. And Jared Goff not even being great, not even being that good, 
Robert Woods was still able to flourish. So now imagine what's going to happen with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. There was some injury concerns with Matthew Stafford as he hurt one of his fingers in practice, but it appears to be all good and not really something you need to worry about. So I'm pretty confident in Robert Woods here. He is going to slot in as my flex option on this team as we already have our starting two wide receivers on the team in Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, and now we get Robert Woods. So we have three wide receivers to me that are locked and loaded top 12 options and two wide receivers that are inside of my top five rankings. Could Robert Woods do it? Yeah, he could. But to me, it would take maybe a couple injuries ahead of him for that to end up happening. But obviously it is possible, especially if Matthew Stafford is slinging the ball as effectively as I believe that he is going to do this season. So looking at the draft board, after we went ahead and drafted Robert Woods, comes Miles Sanders, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and Julio Jones. So since this isn't a three wide receiver league, since this isn't a double flex league, here we're going to have to either take a tight end or a quarterback to kind of fulfill the prophecy of actually doing a zero wide receiver or a zero running back draft zero wide receiver draft will be coming up soon as well because that's a strategy that some people utilize so here looking at the board we are going to go with a quarterback because in the fourth round to me while I love TJ Hawkinson because this guy's a target monster in Detroit I know I kind of just beat down on Mr. Jared Goff who is now their starting quarterback but he's not awful I never said he was fucking terrible, but he's also just nowhere near as good as Matthew Stafford, but he should still be able to recognize that TJ Hawkinson is the best receiving option on this team and feed him the ball. Right here, if we're drafting a running back, I would probably look to draft Chris Carson, but again, we're not going to draft a tight end. We can't draft a running back here, so we're going to go ahead and go with a quarterback. Now, the question is, who do you guys think is the quarterback to in fantasy football? Let me know in the comment section, do you guys prefer after Patrick Mahomes, unless you don't have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback one, would it be Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak, and then after that, to me, there's kind of a fall off, but maybe you don't see Dak with them. So Josh Allen, Kyler, Lamar, or Dak, who do you guys think will finish the highest out of that grouping? To me, it's going to be quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs is just a chef's kiss of an offense. Josh Allen wasn't really the most consistent quarterback. He was an inconsistent quarterback in Buffalo for the last couple of years. But last year, Josh Allen was getting MVP votes for a reason. It's because Stefan Diggs joining this team in Buffalo took this team to a whole nother gear. This offense was firing at all cylinders, and Josh Allen also has that extreme rushing ability where he's going to vulture a bunch of touchdowns this season, rush for a bunch of yards that helps boost up his numbers at the end of the season. I'm very confident in Josh Allen finishing as the quarterback number two, especially with a lot of those game-breaking potentials where he could just throw for 400 yards in a game, and it wouldn't really surprise me at all. He could run the ball for 100 yards in a game and it wouldn't surprise me at all either so I love Josh Allen here as my quarterback for this team quarterback two off the board in Josh Allen if you tell me that hey Nick you should have taken Kyler Murray you should have taken Lamar Jackson that wouldn't surprise me at all either because I think all of those quarterbacks are in a very similar range with Patrick Mahomes as well normally I wait on the quarterback position but again when you're trying to do this zero running back draft you are drafting based upon safety and it's very safe having these three wide receivers on your team who you know are all going to finish 
finish in the top 12. And then you have a quarterback that without injury to him, without injury to Stefan Diggs, is probably going to finish inside of the top five and could at the end of the year be the number one overall quarterback in fantasy football. If you guys have ended up enjoying this video through the first four rounds of this zero running back draft, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Make sure you hit that like button as well if you've ended up enjoying. So after Josh Allen came DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Darrell Henderson, Josh Jacobs, Lamar Jackson, Miles Gaskin, Adam, Th Adam Thielen, Travis Ithian, TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, Kyle Pitts, T. Higgins, and Odell Beckham Jr. We are finally at the point in the draft where I feel as though I have to draft a running back. If I don't draft Mike Davis and say I want to go tight end and I draft Mark Andrews, then I feel like we are truly in the shit zone at the running back position. Kareem Hunt, I like him too, so I would be fine getting him. But it's Chase Edmonds. How sure are you that Chase Edmonds is the running back one on the not the Broncos, I was going to say, on the Cardinals. I'm not too sure about that. I think James Conner is going to compete with him and potentially take that job. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon is still there. Melvin Gordon on a contract year, the final year of his contract. I think they run him into the ground, and Javante Williams is rendered near useless. I think this is going to be a very close snap share to where it's a double-headed backfield, and really neither Gordon or Williams are worth it in fantasy. Raheem Mostert in a running back by committee. James Robinson has the other running back there with him in Travis Etienne, so it's very complicated there. So to me, there's one guy that I believe is the true workhorse on his team, still available, and that's running back Mike Davis of the Atlanta Falcons. So I think it would be foolish to try to go one more round with the running back zero, because right here, we are really going to be starting diving off of a cliff if we don't go ahead and pick a running back here. So I want to go ahead and draft Mike Davis, running back of the Atlanta Falcons, a running back that I could easily see finishing inside of the top 15 running backs at the end of the season because while the Atlanta Falcons aren't a super run-heavy offense, they like to pass the ball a lot. Mike Davis is still the clear running back one in that backfield and is a running back that's very talented at catching the ball, which is something that you look for in a PPR or in a half PPR format. If you're playing in a standard league, doing the zero running back strategy to me makes absolutely zero fucking sense. So if you're in a standard league, please do not try doing this strategy. So after Mike Davis came Jamar Chase, Kareem Hunt, Kyler Murray, and Dickie Dak Prescott. So we're back up on the board here, and we're probably just going to go running back for the next couple of rounds. Now, while I'm not completely sold in on Chase Edmonds, I'm going to take him as my running back too. I do believe James Conner could eat into his role or potentially take his job. But when you're back here in the sixth round and your only running back is Mike Davis, you're going to have to keep taking these shots in the middle round at the running back position. This offense is very good. They do like to run the ball inside the red zone. So I do think Chase Edmonds could be putting up a pretty solid season, but I am pretty cautious about it. But again, you're in the sixth round here with just one running back. You have to take the shot and hope that Chase Edmonds can do it. The only other running back that I would consider here is Damian Harris. But if I'm being honest with you with how the average draft position has played out in a lot of these drafts, especially on Yahoo, which, which is what we're drafting against, Damian Harris is severely underrated on Yahoo. So I think he'll be able to end up falling to us inside of the seventh round. Maybe he won't and I'll seem like an idiot, but I do want to get Chase Edmonds here because of the amount of upside that he presents if he is the lead dominant back in Arizona this season. After we went ahead and drafted Chase Edmonds came Mark Andrews, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Trey Sermon, Tyler Higby, Juju, Smith-Schuster, Jalen Hurts, Robbie Anderson, Dallas Godert, Justin Herbert, the pervert, Chase Claypool, DJ Chark, Aaron Rodgers, Damian Harris, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Debo Samuel, and Jerry Judy. So sadly, 
Only two running backs go in that range, that huge stretch of picks before we get to go again. And of course, the one running back I want in Damian Harris is already off the board. But that doesn't mean we're not going to draft a running back here because we're going to have to continue to mercilessly draft running backs until... We start drafting wide receivers again because we already are confident in these three wide receivers that we have on our team. So we need to take these middle round to late round shots on these running backs to potentially have the upside to finish highly. And with all this safety that is on our roster already with these three wide receivers with the elite quarterback that our team should be fine as long as two of these guys end up hitting. So looking at the running backs, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, James Robinson, David Johnson, Ronald Jones, Michael Carter. Now this is going to be a reach and I know it so I think we're gonna wait until the next round to do it but to me the guy that I really want here is Michael Carter running back of the New York football Jets all reports out of camp are all about Michael Carter that Michael Carter is dominating all these other running backs that he is looking like the alpha dog in this backfield which doesn't surprise me at all you want to know why because the other running backs there are not very good I do like Tevin Coleman as a late round draft pick but I do believe that Michael Carter will be the lead back here and he is also a very good receiving back the Jets not the greatest of teams but I'm still pretty confident in him but first we're going to go ahead and draft Raheem Mostert running back of the San Francisco 49ers while a lot of people are riding Trey Sermon's penis right now. I believe that Trey Sermon is not going to be the first guy to be getting touches in this backfield. It's going to be Raheem, the dream mostert of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers run a backfield system that I will describe as a running back by orgy. Most teams use the RBBC, meaning running back by committee. Well, there's like three guys involved, right? The 49ers, the whole fucking team is involved. It's a full-on orgy. Even Kyle Shanahan might go out there and take a couple of rushes. Even maybe the water boy will go out there and run the ball a couple of times. But when you find the lead running back in this running back by orgy, this team's going to be able to run the ball very efficiently. And if Raheem Mostert ends up being that lead back and with Kyle Shanahan's tendencies to not look early on with rookie running backs, then Raheem Mostert might be able to feast. And inside the seventh round in the zero running back strategy, I'm excited to get Raheem Mostert onto this team because if he's the lead back there, given a lot of the opportunity, if he's the one that's on fire, then man, oh man, he could really be a top 12 back week in and week out when he is given the shot. Next up here inside the eighth round, we're going to reach down because there is no way that he is going to be available in the ninth round, in my opinion. And we're to draft Michael Carter here. I like Ronald Jones as well, but Michael Carter definitely has a more etched-in role in this Jets offense than Ronald Jones does for the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers use the double-headed backfield kind of system. But it's not even every week that it's double-headed. It's that every other week, it's a different guy. One week, it's Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones torches the defense. Then the next week, Ronald Jones makes one minute mistake. I'm talking like this guy looks slightly too much to the left and misses his block by half an inch. But Tom Brady doesn't get sacked. It's fine. But you know what? Bruce Arians saw that. Fuck you, Ronald Jones. Or he drops one pass. He's kicked out of the game. And then it's Leonard Fournette time. So it's very confusing in Tampa. Whereas I feel like I at least understand what's going to be happening with Michael Carter here in New York for the Jets. So I'm going to draft him here inside of the eighth round. I understand to many, that's a reach. But to me, I want to make sure that I get the guy that I want. So I'm going to go ahead and reach up, especially when we're trying to take a lot of these upside running backs as the draft continues to chug along. So after we went ahead and drafted Michael Carter at that spot, we can see that Jarvis Landry came off the board, followed by Curtis Samuel, Leonard Fournette, James Robinson, Hollywood, 
Brown, Devontae Smith, Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Michael Thomas, LaVishka Chenault, Michael Gallup, A.J. Dillon, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss, Marvin Jones, and Mike Williams. So we've went with four running backs in a row. We have four running backs on this team, three wide receivers, and one quarterback. So we're probably going to continue to ride that running back train unless it really has fallen off. Now, normally, I'm not about drafting a handcuff, and I'm never going to draft a handcuff inside of the ninth round, but James Conner is the best running back still available on the board. So the question is, should I go and lean wide receiver? Should I maybe look for tight end? Or should I handcuff my starter with James Robinson? I mean, James Conner. To me, the answer would be no. I'm not going to do that because I feel like I'm handicapping the upside of my team by doing that, I'd rather wait another round, go wide receiver here, and then attempt to draft maybe a Devin Singletary, who I don't like at all, but he could be the lead back in Buffalo. I'm not saying Zach Moss is amazing. I like Zach Moss better, but would it surprise you if they continued to trot out Devin Singletary? It really shouldn't. So Devin Singletary is a fine pick this late. Last year, he was going in like the fourth round, which I told everyone. I was screaming to the mountaintops that that was a terrible pick. So don't do, be doing that. At tight end, we're already at the point where, to me, it's either you draft an early round tight end, like a guy like Hawkinson, uh, Kittle, even though I don't really like Kittle, a Waller or a Kelsey. And then after that, I'm in full on punt mode and I wait till much later. So I'm not really willing to be drafting a tight end at this spot. So we are going to go with a wide receiver. Corey Davis is a decent option here. While I hate if I'm being honest with you, drafting any players on the Jets because the Jets aren't the greatest offense. But Zach Wilson has looked very good in training camp. And I think Corey Davis could be the wide receiver one here. Definitely not the safest pick, but I'm already very confident in Robert Woods, in Devontae Adams, and in Calvin Ridley to where it's worth taking a shot on a guy like Corey Davis who could really pay off as being the wide receiver number one in New York for the Jets. And Corey Davis really had an epiphany last season or something because that guy fucking sucked for a majority of his career. And then and finally, last year, he started lighting it up, and the Titans didn't even keep him. They kicked him to the curb, so he gets to go to the Jets. But you know what? At least he's not the Corey Davis from the first couple of years of his career because that was a complete dumpster fire of a pick, it appeared, to be a top 10 pick off the board, I believe he was a couple of years ago, and he just was not good until last season. After I went with Corey Davis comes Devontae Parker, Gus Bus Edwards, Michael Pittman, and Darnell. Here comes the Mooney. So we are up again here. I'm not going to be drafting two quarterbacks in this draft because if you draft a quarterback super early like Josh Allen, the only time you're assuming they are going to sit Josh Allen is if he's hurt or if he's on a bye so I'm not drafting another quarterback. I would rather just pick someone up in week number seven when Josh Allen has a bye and then cut them the next week because Josh Allen's perception or my perception on Josh Allen or whoever you draft early on in the draft is that they will be your starter for the whole season. So I'm not about to draft two quarterbacks. Same thing goes with tight end unless you're in the range where you draft like Janu Smith and then you have to pair, in my opinion, Janu Smith with another tight end. So I'm going to go running back here. I said I'm not going James Conner. I kind of had a thought that maybe I won't go with Devin Singletary here and instead elect to draft Jamal Williams, who I'm a lot more confident in. Now, while Jamal Williams is the number two back in Detroit, it appears that the coaching there is telling us that while everyone loves DeAndre Swift, and I do as well, that there's going to be a hot hand approach and that Jamal Williams is the 1B to DeAndre Swift's 1A. So I think he's going to be getting a lot of usage in this season, even if DeAndre Swift doesn't go down. So I like Jamal Williams a lot here inside of the 10th round. I think he's a relatively safe pick with a lot of upside. But the biggest issue with picking him is that this Lions offense is going to suck ass 
and the defense is bad, so it's going to be kind of hard for them to run the ball late in the games, but even with that said, it's still worth it to take him inside of the 10th round. So after Jamal Williams came off the board, we see James Conner followed by Jalen Waddell. Defense, Tony Pollard. Defense, Devin Singletary, Naheem Hines, Cole Beasley. Defense, Jamison, Crowder, McCall Hardman. Defense, defense, T.Y. Hilton, Rashad Bateman, Sterling Shepard, Noah Fant, and Henry Ruggs. So here we are inside of the 11th round. And now I feel as though I kind of have to pick a tight end because at some point people start taking backup tight ends, which is something I don't really advise and then I feel like I'm going to get sniped and not end up with a tight end that I'm pretty confident in. Now normally when I rate till the 11th round of the draft to select a tight end, Irv Smith is my target every single time. All noise out of camp is that Irv Smith is lighting it up. He's looking great, which I could have told you for the last couple of months and I I have been telling you guys for the last couple of months that Irv Smith is the real deal and he will be very involved in Minnesota. But that's kind of a reach. So the di- question here is Robert Tunyon or Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, amazing season last year. Robert Tunyon, amazing season last year. Very heavily carried by the touchdowns. But how can you really project all the touchdowns to go away if the team is very similar and Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback and he's going to feed you? So I'm fine drafting Tunyon here. I'm fine drafting Logan Thomas in Washington. I think the quarterback play will be a lot better with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick throws the ball a decent amount to the tight end, so you could really just flip a coin here and p- pick either of these guys. I'm going to go with Logan Thomas here, but again, if you were to pick Robert Tunyon, to me, it's basically like the exact same thing. So I wouldn't be bothered about that. So we went ahead and got our tight end. So our starting roster right now, we got Josh Allen as the quarterback. Our two running backs are Mike Davis and Chase Edmonds. Our wide receivers are Calvin Ridley and Devontae Adams. Tight end Logan Thomas. Flex is Robert Woods. Our running back is Raheem Mostert. Our other running back on the bench is Michael Carter. Our wide receiver on the bench, Corey Davis. And our running back on the bench is Jamal Williams. So we've taken a lot of running back shots. So I'm fine taking another wide receiver here and then maybe taking a shot on a running back with our last pick so looking at the wide receiver still available Jalen Rager who I think is really going to shoot up these draft boards soon because of the news that Devontae Smith is a little bit banged up and that could be worrisome now he's not supposed to miss any time in the season so I don't think you should be that concerned but it is still concerning when someone gets hurt same thing with Kenny Galladay so I'm fine taking Russell Gage here Uh, Yesterday, I saw a bunch of hype about him in Atlanta camp. I've been talking him up for a while. So the camp proves to me that what I believed previously, that he's going to be the clear wide receiver too there and be very involved is the case. Now, the question is, do I want to draft Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage? Because how much do I want to start two wide receivers on the same team? If I'm being honest with you, I'm perfectly fine doing it on an offense that I see throwing the ball at a very high rate. If you drafted, say, Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman, I would be questioning that because they're not a super pass-heavy team in Baltimore. But here in Atlanta, they will be, so I'm fine drafting Russell Gage. But if you wanted to lean, you're trying to go high upside. You go with Aguilar, who could be the New England wide receiver one. Traquan Smith could be the number one there with Michael Thomas out. Rondell Moore, maybe the wide receiver two in Arizona. So there's a couple of shots you could take here. I'm going to go with Russell Gage. We do have a very heavy Atlanta team, so maybe you would point a different direction but here I'm fine going with Russell Gage and then we have one more bench spot to fill out before we end up drafting our defense and our kicker which we always wait until the last two rounds of the draft to do if you want to reach up and draft a kicker I'm fine with it in like the 12th round 
but a defense early on to me is stupid because you're going to be rotating your defense in and out basically every single week. So I don't really see a need in doing that. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in this video at the end, how to draft a defense. So after we went with Russell Gage, came Philip Lindsay, JD McKissick, Tariq Cohen, Matthew Stafford, Rashad Penny, Jalen Rager, Nelson Aguilar, Mike Gesicki, Marlon Mack, Joe Burrow, James White, Giovanni Bernard, Tevin Coleman, Matty Ice Ice Baby, Tampa Bay Bucks defense, you like that, Kirk Cousins, Sony Michelle, and Austin Hoopa. So we're here going to go ahead and draft a final running back on the team. We are in full-on running back handcuff time like there's really no one back here with any value but I think Salvin Ahmed for the Miami Dolphins will be kind of involved during the season and if Gaskin was to go down to me he is the number two I don't believe much in Malcolm Brown sure he's gonna vulture some touchdowns because the dude is built like a fucking wrecking ball but he's not gonna be too involved during most games and if Gaskin was to go down I think Ahmed would take his place at least to me and I'm a Dolphins fan so I look a lot into the Dolphins training camp that's at least what I think so maybe I'm wrong maybe it's Malcolm Brown but to me right now based upon everything I know and what we saw last season Salvin Ahmed should be the running back two on this team and then we got to draft our defense and our kicker next up here so after we went ahead and drafted Salvin Ahmed came Mark Ingram Justin Tucker the fucker and then drum roll please because the computer is slowing down Harrison Bucker the fucker Justin Tucker and Harrison Bucker back-to-back -back Michael Jordan 96 97 and now we're to go ahead and get our kicker so I want to get the boy my old bitch lame but my young ho Ku. I love young Hoku. That guy absolutely sucked at the beginning of his career, if you guys remember, on the Chargers. And then last year in Atlanta, something must have happened. Something must have changed for young Hoku. And then he was money, and I think he's going to be money this year. We have so many players on Atlanta, but it is what it is. I like the Atlanta offense this season. I hate the Atlanta defense. I think they're going to be scoring a bunch of points. And on defense, you want to draft a defense playing a bad offense in week number one or an offense you believe is going to struggle. I plan on making a video very soon about the defenses to be targeting in your draft. And then week two, say, oh, Nick, that defense has a harder opponent. And then you know what you do? You cut them, and then you pick up a new defense. And guess what? Every single week, I'm going to be there to tell you which defenses to start. And guess what, guys? We have a football game tonight to watch. So I hope you guys do end up enjoying that football game later. There's going to be another video out today as well doing a mock draft, not with any type of strategy in mind, just doing a flat-out mock draft in a couple of hours. So I hope you guys go ahead and check that out. So our roster, we got an A-minus on this, but again, I tell you guys, if you're doing your mock drafts on here and you see the grade and you get like a C, don't let that make you angry because... You know, your team could get an F fucking grade on here and you could still win your league. So don't be too concerned with that. So our quarterback is Josh Allen. Our two running backs are Mike Davis and Chase Edmonds. Our wide receivers are Devontae Adams and Calvin Ridley. Our tight end is Logan Thomas. Our flex is Robert Woods. Our defense is the Buffalo Bills. Our kicker is Young Hoku. Our bench is comprised of Raheem Mostert running back. Our other bench is comprised of Michael Carter running back. Corey Davis wide receiver. Jamal Williams running back. Russell Gage wide receiver. And Salvin Ahmed running back of the Miami Dolphins. Thank you guys all so much for watching this video. Let me know down below what you guys think of this strategy. Have you ever tried to use this strategy? Do you plan on using it in the future? Let me know down below. I hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. Make sure you check out the article, the articles that I write every single day. Please, it really helps me out a ton if you click on those and read those. So please do that. I love you guys. Make sure that you stay safe. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, good boy.